Grab a spoon. Toria and Ariana are dishing up sister soup. What's cooking, ladies? All right, we've got our very first guest on the Sister Soup podcast. And this is the very first interview that I've actually ever done. This in is my exciting. Life. Yeah, and Ariana, I'm sure this is your first interview too. It is. Um, we have Gina, my beautiful mother-in-law, in, and we have her in for a really special reason because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and survivor and strength describe Gina, but I don't feel like those are like good enough words to describe you because Aww. this woman has been thrown some curveballs and she's overcome every single obstacle, but in particular, we want to talk today about breast cancer. So thank you for mm-hmm. chatting with us. Oh, I'm Appreciate pleased it. to be here. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start from the beginning how did you discover your breast cancer i had gone to get a mammogram Mm -hmm. um, the year before it was the first one that i had had in a very long time Mm -hmm. and this was uh, this was about four years ago um five years ago when i had the first one done and it was clear i went to saint elizabeth hospital uh, the women's center and had that done the following year they sent me um a card to go ahead and get it done again. Okay, because you, you typically go yearly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm of that age where you want to do it yearly. Which and, which age is that? When it, you're varies over... for, it varies for different people. Okay. They're talking about, you know, 40, 45, and then 50. They, you know, they keep kind of pulling it back maybe a little bit. Yeah. But if you don't have any reason to in any family history or things like that, then they'll... Uh, then they'll pull it pull it out a little bit more. Maybe you okay. don't have to do it until you're 50 or so. Gotcha. You know? So it does vary. It really a lot of times depends on your doctor or maybe different symptoms you're having or, or things too. So yeah. to, to start to get on that yearly thing. But I knew I hadn't had it in the past. I'd had other things in the past that I thought, I got to be doing this. Yeah. So that's what I You are I very did. up on your health, which I respect. We oh, need to get thanks. your son to be that way. <laughs> yes, that's very good. Working on it. <laughs> so I... um. So I, I had gone the following year. It was clear. I went that year and had it and had my yearly mammogram done. Mm-hmm. They called me back in and they told me that they had, um, they they saw an, a spot, very small, in the duct. They assumed that it was um, what they call DCIS, which is very, very um, early signs. Okay. It still remains in the duct. So it's it's about as early as you can find it. Oh, that that's good. Yeah. It was yeah. good. So, you know, they talk about the different classes. Um, this is like a class zero. So oh, it's, wow. at that point, it's not even like a, a stage? Like it's not stage even one, stage, stage right. Okay. Exactly. So it's so it's not even really gotten there yet, but it's something that they can spot. And if they can get it at that point. So they um, scheduled me for, they scheduled me for biopsy, a lumpectomy um, subsequently, and then um, some radiation treatment. Okay. So I went ahead and did that and, um, you know, and, and went through that. And the people over at St. Elizabeth Women's Health were just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Because they just, they, you know, they navigate you through. That's the terminology that they use. They have a nurse navigator and they, and they navigate you through the whole thing. So you're not, you got worry enough through all this. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got enough worrying about just, you know, your mortality at that point. Right. When, when you're faced with something like that. But they they help you through all those things that, you know, are just foreign to you if if you've never been through it. In that moment when your doctor was talking to you about your diagnosis, what was kind of running through your head? Were you alone? 
No, Tim was with me. My okay, husband was husband with him. Yeah, yeah, because they called us back in both. And so obviously, you know, that they've seen something that isn't normal. And so, like I said, they, you're kind of expecting something. Right. You know, so you're on the edge of your seat a little bit. Because they usually say no call is a good thing. So yep. when you get a call, it's nerve wracking. It is. It is. But, and so, you know, to have that support, and he was extremely, he's extremely supportive and being in healthcare himself. Mm-hmm. So um, we asked, the questions that we that we could that day um and like i said it your mortality kind of hits you in the face a little bit like okay where's this taking me and what road and how long and you know so you don't have all the questions right away right and that's normal i feel like you develop them as you kind of sit on the diagnosis you do you do i was very very thankful that what they were telling me what they were explaining that they saw initially was um extremely encouraging if Good. you had to have a diagnosis, that was it. So yeah. I was trying to give, I was trying to have that as a takeaway initially. Mm-hmm. So most definitely, mm-hmm. we kind of backtracking on mammograms. Mm-hmm. I've never had one. I'm 28 years old, but I've talked to my mother who's had one before. And there's a lot of women that fear them just because I've heard that they can be pretty painful. Mm-hmm. So is there any advice that you could give to someone that to kind of work the courage up to go? Yeah, suck it up. the the point is is it's not an easy thing um it's not an easy thing to do it's not the most comfortable thing to do and it's frankly men or women yeah because it can be both it has no routine there's no it doesn't shy from any gender right so it's um my grandfather had it oh really yep i did not know that yep so um, you know, and this was back in the day when they didn't even, you know, that that was a diagnosis after the fact. But the the point is, it's you're going to have there's probably going to be some pain to it. You're mm-hmm. going to be uncomfortable but for a minimal amount of time. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you have a baseline. Then they know what they're looking at, mm-hmm. um, you know, because some obviously some people have more to look at than others. Right. But exactly. But so they have to have a baseline. They have to know what to see the next time, what's not normal the next time you do it. So mm-hmm. if you can get it done as early as you're supposed to start, then do it. And and then you can breathe relief. Yes. yes. And then you can, you know, you can sleep at night or you don't yeah. have to worry about it. And sometimes there are those of us who don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I'd been through a cancer diagnosis prior to that years ago. Yep. And so you kind of think in the back of your mind, I don't, I don't know if I want to know. Right. And, it's and, the fear of it and the then go, kind of, of going through it all over again. Right. Right. But frankly, it's it's better to know what you're dealing with instead of instead of wondering and worrying. So um, now you said you went through radiation with radiation. Mm-hmm. Was that a, a painful process? What What is kind no. of the run through with that? Radiation is like you're sitting under a big like a, a big scanner or okay. a big machine that just um, it directs the the radiation um, treatment to the specific area. The interesting thing about it is I went to St. Elizabeth in Edgewood and they have a very specific um, piece of equipment because mine was on the left side. They has, there's a worry about it um, being affecting your heart muscle. Okay. That makes sense. So there's, there's a deep breathing um, um process to it that you go through when you're when you're doing the radiation mm-hmm. on the left side and they have a particular piece of equipment and that they use that does the minimal amount of uh damage if you will to, to that, in that area because it's in that area wow. yeah and they 
Um, they're one of the few places, especially at that time. I know there may be others in the in the Cincinnati area now. I'm yeah. sure there are, but um, science is incredible. It was great. It wow. seriously is. It was great. Um, in the moment that you're diagnosed and you, you're you're telling your friends or your family or whoever you choose to tell, what is something that they can do to help you in that moment? It's like when you told John or your friends. I, I think it's a. I think it's important. Um, you know, to to just be there and listen, um, though those individuals, it's it's almost harder for them than it is for us. Yeah, those of us on this side of the scanner or the surgery, sometimes. I mean, there's obviously um, people with um, a more um, a rougher diagnosis. They mm-hmm. go through a lot more pain. I was really, really blessed mm-hmm. and really encouraged that uh, um, they caught it so early. And, you know, to me, it's a God thing. And they got he got me out ahead of it. And, you know, and I continue on to to just watch it. But it's almost they have the worry, but they have no control over over what you're going through except support. Yeah. And so, you know, just a phone call, just a check in, just just a text message. How you doing? Think that means so much, I think, to those of us going through it, just that. We know everybody else is going on with their lives and and, yeah. and we're kind of stuck in this little bubble trying to make trying to get through it. Yeah. But just knowing that somebody's just like you're the one with yeah. the strength and being strong through it, and then you've got your kind of your warriors yeah, behind you exactly. pepping you up and keeping you in good spirits it and just makes sure a world of difference. Okay. It it really, really does. Yeah. And plugging into those people that are in different organizations that can help too. Yeah. You know. Um, how are you feeling now? Because it's awesome. been, has it been over? It's been it's over been four years. It's been four years. Yeah, yeah. Is there any um, like routine things that you still continue to go through since the diagnosis? And- I have a yearly um, 3D mammogram now. So at it's this even point. more mm-hmm. extensive. It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's more detailed, and they they do it. Um, they do a 3D mammogram, and it's a diagnostic mammogram. So when I go in and I have it done, they tell me right then. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, so you don't have to wait. Because what is it typically when you get your mammogram? Do you wait like a week or is it a couple days? It's or? usually they're, they're going to read them the next day or so. So within a day or so, somebody's usually calling you if there's a problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're not waiting long. But when you've been on this side of the of the, of the the chair, mm-hmm. um, you want to know right away. Oh, I'm because sure. Because it's just nerve wracking enough to go in and have the thing done anyway. But yeah. yeah. So that kind of helps. I know. I'm at the age where when you... Right now, I don't have mammograms, but my gynecologist does mm-hmm. like a breast exam, yep. which is something that I need to get in the habit of doing outside of yep. just my yearly appointments. But it always makes me like so nervous because you kind of don't know what you're feeling for in a way. That is just getting used to what it's normally like because yeah, it's going to yeah. change throughout the month, depending on your time of month and things like that. Yeah. And as you age, you know, there's, you know... It, as women get older, you know, there's breast sensitivity, there's different mm-hmm. things that they go through. And if they're feeling like they have some sensitivity, it may be nothing at all. It may be just be hormonal. Yeah. So don't, you don't want to go there with your head thinking, oh, well, now there's something wrong and I don't want to know about right. it. And I just don't want to know. And so I won't go have anything done. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be nothing. Right. It's, you know, but to, as you're doing self-exams, you want to make sure that you do it so you know your body, you know what it's supposed to feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you'll know. Smart. Then you'll know. when Kind it's, of what you're yeah. 
something's unusual. Even if it's nothing, Even if take it's the nothing. precaution and get it exactly. checked out. Because it changes peace of mind. Right. What kind of things do you hope for, whether it be like future treatments or just for spreading awareness about breast cancer? I think there's such a focus on on breast cancer and um I would say just to plug in if if you're concerned about it or if you've had it or plug into those organizations um like Susan Susan Komen and yeah. the you know um and the pink ribbon girls yes. things like that 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 can help you move through those stages I, you know I think those people that the people that have to um, support somebody that's going through, say, metastatic breast cancer. I mean, it's it's mind numbing to yeah. me. It's I I pray that that one of these days they'll hit it. That they'll understand that it's not um, that it's that's that's not necessarily going to be a death sentence. Yeah, you know. Um, interestingly enough, I had genetic testing done. I have no markers for cancer. Yeah. The the thing is, is that so you can't really rely on those things as well. When I went to my oncologist after I had after I had done all this, I went to a separate oncologist and I sat down with him and I said, I have no history of breast cancer, really, you know, female. And and I didn't find out till my about my grandfather until later. Yeah. But I have no history. And he said, most people don't. It's not routine. Like it's right. there. It, there's no age or mm-hmm. there is no face for breast cancer. There, no, there's millions and millions of faces. And I think that, you know, I was listening to um, a young lady that's doing tattooing. And I think that um, if women are going through the treatments and they need to have um, they need to have wigs done to make them feel better, mm-hmm. if they need to have that tattooing you know, oh, yeah. um, they, oh my gosh, they do like the 3D, the 3D thing. It, it's tattooing. Amazing. Incredible. I had a girlfriend that had that done and it's, and it's, it's just so reviving. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of those things. When you got a yoga, you know, though, the, they have yoga classes, they have, they have, um, you know, massages, mm-hmm. things like that. If you're going through that stuff, take advantage of it. Yeah. Just to, just to get your mind and your body and some peace. I have to tell a quick story. It was like the most uplifting moment. We just um, did through my radio station. We raised money for breast cancer. And then we also celebrated the survivors and anyone being treated or anyone who had lost someone at a dinner. And they were giveaways. And one of them was tattooing of the 3D nipples. And a Mm -hmm. woman won it. And she stood up. She was probably in her 40s or 50s. And she screamed, I'm getting nipples. And then she kissed her (laughs) husband and gave him a big hug. And I was just, that's awesome. the little things that like, I don't think about, Mm -hmm. but someone going through it, it's Mm -hmm. just, oh my gosh, it made my entire night to see her so happy. Right. And and people don't think about those little things Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, we leave this covered up most of the time. Right. And, but there's a point in time where you're looking in the mirror and you, and you're, and you're facing that. So it brings that all back all -hmm. the time. And so whatever you can do to help yourself through that and make yourself feel better, I think is worth its weight. We'll wrap it up with one more thing. Do you have any take-home messages that you want to leave with women, men, any age? Schedule your mammogram today. <laughs> I love that Do one. Do it. <laughs> Keep doing it. 
because like I said, I had it one year. If I'd have put it off the next year, who knows in two years where mm-hmm. I'd have been. Oh, it wouldn't have been. Room. It wouldn't have been a stage zero. To think about. It, yeah, it wouldn't have been a stage zero. It may have been a one or a two or who knows. Right. So um, start it, keep going, and keep in touch with your. You know, keep in touch with your doctor. And you know, there's there's so much. As soon as you decide, you understand that maybe you have it. Then you can work forward and you can move forward. You know. The worrying sometimes is the worst part, yeah. is not knowing. So, you know, take care of yourself. And, you know, uh, I, I just think get the mammograms done, do the breast exams, and yeah. know who you are, know how you feel. Literally, know how you feel. And, <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, and just be good to yourself. You know, we all deserve to be good to ourselves. It's, right. Slow down. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm the type of person too, which I just love so much that you you are one person that is really up on your health. And I love that because I think of like, you know, John and I don't have kids yet, but I'm like, she's going to be here because she takes care of herself to make sure that she's here one day when we have grandchildren. It's just, I think that's so important. Oh, I'm looking forward to it, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, you know, to have some in town would be great. Yeah, exactly. John's sister lives out of town. So, yes, that would be nice. That would be nice. I'm just going to have a bedroom for you at my house. There you go. spend all the time with them. I'm in. I'm in. But it'll, yeah, and, that, and that'll be great. I think you just have to keep looking forward. And mm-hmm. anybody that's listening that is in that, in that funk, if mm-hmm. they've been diagnosed and they're in that funk and they just can't move through it, talk to your doctor, talk to your nurse navigators, talk to somebody, call the American Cancer Society, mm-hmm. call, call Susan Komen's organization, get in touch with somebody that can help you move through your head with this. Yeah. Because it doesn't have to stop you in your tracks. Yeah. It doesn't. You can move forward. You can move past it and just and continue to live your life. Yeah. It'll work. Well, Gina, thank you for coming in and being our very first guest oh. with such, I mean, it was such a great topic to be the very first guest on our yeah. podcast. We love movies. <laughs> <laughs> Save the tatas. That's absolutely. Oh.